Please take your seats. The performance is about to begin. Welcome to Seats on the Aisle, a podcast produced by Theatre Lawrence. I'm your host, Executive Director Jamie Ulmer. This is Season 1, Episode 5, for our production of A Murder is Announced. In Act 2, we sit down with the show's director, Jessica Franz Martin, and we talk about this show along with the appeal and challenges of directing an Agatha Christie mystery. But first, let's bring up the lights on Act 1. Imagine sitting down to read the morning paper, or I suppose today it would be scroll through your social media, and you see an invitation to a party at your house. Even more bizarre, the party is announcing a murder. Well, suddenly those scrambled eggs don't seem so important now, do they? That is the event which kicks off the mystery in Agatha Christie's A Murder is Announced. Set in the quaint English village of Chipping Cleghorn, the play centers around a mysterious advertisement in the local newspaper announcing a murder to take place at Little Paddocks, the home of Letty Blatlock. But as the residents of Chipping Cleghorn gather at Little Paddocks, expecting a harmless game, they soon find themselves embroiled in a real-life murder investigation. With the help of the ever-curious Miss Marple, they must unravel a web of lies, secrets, and deceit to uncover the truth. Agatha Christie is known as the Queen of Mystery for good reason. Only the Bible and Shakespeare are more widely read than her works. Many of her character types are now considered standard, if not slightly cliché, in the mystery genre. Of course, her famous twists at the end make her works worthy of second reads to catch all of the clues and hints that were missed on first glance. And of course, she is the creator of two of the most famous mystery protagonists of all time, Hercule Perrault and Miss Marple. Christie's work is also popular with Theodore Lawrence audiences. This is the third year in a row that we have delved into the Christie-verse. Last year, it was Murder on the Orient Express, and the year before that, and then there were none. The novel A Murder is Announced was published in 1950, and the story would be adapted for TV multiple times around the world. This stage version debuted in London in 1977. Adapted by Leslie Darvo, this was the first of two Christie stories that she would bring to the stage, the second being Cards on the Table. Now, Act 1 runs approximately 1 hour and 10 minutes. Act 2 runs approximately 50 minutes. There is a 15-minute intermission. A murder is announced is appropriate for most audiences and would be a PG movie. This is the first time Theodore Lawrence has produced this script. We also want to mention that we are doing a little experimenting at the bar for this show. We're experimenting with pre-ordering intermission drinks. When you visit the bar pre-show, you can place your order for intermission, and it will be ready for you to pick up at the end of the first act from a special pickup line, giving you more time to enjoy conversations and mingling with your fellow audience members in the lobby. Now, let's dive into Act 2. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking. You bet. So, what should audiences expect when they see a murder is announced? Okay, so when an audience member walks into the theater, I, James and I wanted to have the audience feel like they were coming in for a cup of tea. Mm. So they're coming in, they're just having a nice evening of theater, 
but there are aspects of the set and of the music they'll hear that just seems a little off. You uh-huh. know, so a normal cup of tea with just something a little askew, but you can't put your finger on it. Ah, okay. Uh, I love that. I love that. And and I think that could also be an accurate way to describe some of the cast. Uh, <laughs> even when they're not in character. Uh, no. <laughs> They'd agree with you 100%. Yes. <laughs> um, so are there... Are there any particular challenges that a director faces when they are directing a a murder mystery? Uh, And and how do you address those challenges? Sure. So I think, you know, every style is going to have their their challenges. And with a murder mystery, really the key is to always be a step in front of the audience. Mm. You know, you really want the audience on the edge of their seats, just ready, coming with you for the ride, but not in front of you so that they are guessing who's the killer or they they already know the ending, um, but so that you're keeping them along. But you still, you have to make sure they're with you. So you can't leave them in the dust, right? Right, right. And so I think the key is just finding that balance of, of you know, getting that excitement while also, you know, keeping them just happy and, and loving the entertainment in front of them. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that really can, it is a, a, a balancing act. Yes. Because you, know, you don't want to telegraph and give too much away. Right. You, you know, you still want them to be involved in that solving, the, mm-hmm, the putting mm-hmm. the puzzle together. Uh, but you need to make sure that they've got the clues in front of them. Uh, yeah. They say <laughs> that, so one of the reasons Agatha Christie is just still is, an incredible writer and people are still reading her is that she sets up these amazing stories and so they're really entertaining but also by the end you may not have guessed the ending but you feel like you could have mm-hmm. right she gave you all of the tools and maybe you just didn't put it together but you could have if maybe you had read it a little slower or just in some way a little clear you know read it a little uh, little sharper yeah um, you yeah. could have you could have come uh, figured it out yeah <laughs> well so this is not your first time you've directed Agatha Christie here at Theatre Lawrence no last year I was honored to uh, direct Murder on the Orient Express uh, also by Agatha Christie but a slightly different type of story <laughs> yeah yeah this one's in a the other one was in a train yes this one is in a house <laughs> uh, a train moving through countries and the fun thing is that that was a um complete strangers so from all different countries you know all coming to this one place whereas murder is announced are all neighbors in one house so that everybody mm-hmm. knows each other everybody's been to the house before uh they know friends are friends so it's definitely a different feeling for yeah, the show. Yeah. But you know also you get to play you've you've gotten to play with two of Christie's most famous um sleuths. Yes. You know last year was Perot yes. and then this year you get Miss Marples. And it's so intriguing the way these characters are portrayed. Now, I mean obviously they're different, but even when you read the book Marple kind of fades into the background, mm. which is, you're like, but wait, you know, I'm used to Poirot. I will say I started with Poirot. I, I saw more of his movies. Um, and so, you know, this just, he's in front, you know, he's the first person to talk. He's the last person to talk and he's probably talking in the middle. <laughs> uh, he shows how smart he is, you know, and Marple really blends in because that's the whole that's really what Agatha Christie loves about her is that she blends in so people don't notice her and so then she hears everything and Mm. and people are just very willing to tell her their secrets right and so uh 
while she was there, it was maybe not that main, that vocal part, but she was always there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that for our show, it's very similar, is that she's always there. And you realize at the end, you're like, wait, she was always there. She did yeah. hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. She notices everything. <laughs> and everyone just seems to want to just yeah. disclose their secrets to her. Yeah. Uh, just a nice, nice old lady who no one worries about and just not going to do a... Not gonna, not to worry about, and she's, she's right there soaking it all up. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that is so interesting though, that you point out the difference between those two characters, um, who are so iconic, mm -hmm. but they are so very different. So different. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about you a little bit and some mm -hmm. of your your work outside of here. Um, you're pretty active in the KC theater uh, community. Um, what are the things that you've been? Some of the things you've been doing recently, and maybe what's what's next after you solve this mystery <laughs> yes well i was uh, very excited recently i played becca in rabbit hole at a summit theater group and that's one of those bucket list roles that you you read a script and you go oh if only and then decades <laughs> later uh <laughs> you uh get to play that role so that was pretty incredible um and, uh, and a theater I hadn't worked with because there is so much theater around here. It's yes. exciting. Yeah. Um, and so then coming up, I am actually directing at OCTA, uh, Olathe Civic Theater Association. And that is a evening of one act plays. So we start with um, Real Inspector Hound by mm -hmm. Tom Stoppard. So we start with some wit. Then you got your intermission, and then we do black comedy by Peter Schaefer, which is just farce and people falling over things. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always a good time. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so you act and direct. Um, the ultimate question mm -hmm. that people who do both get asked is, which do you prefer? I know I've been asked it. Um, uh, which do you prefer, directing or acting? I uh, prefer the one I'm not doing at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, no, and to be fair, I love doing both because I, I will. I'll be directing and I love creating that vision and just um, being with that team and getting to that final uh, show, that performance. Um, and then I love the opposite, or not the opposite, but of being an actor and just being able to focus on one person, one character, <laughs> just how, you know, and just digging into the, just the details. Yeah. Um, and physically and vocally, whereas when I'm a director, I, I don't really think about anything physical. I just eat my candy and focus on the show. So. <laughs> Yeah, they are two very different yeah. skills, even though they're related. So, yes, yeah, so so similar yet so very different. Yes, yes. Well, I think uh, a lot of the best directors come from an acting background because you can understand the language and and the and the wants and the needs yeah. that an actor has. Um, well, and it's so much about communication. It's mm -hmm. you know, yes, you can have be a director and have this great, amazing vision, but if you can't communicate with your team and with your actors, and if they don't understand what you are going for, then doesn't matter what that vision is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so coming back to Murder is Announced, mm -hmm. what do you think it is that makes Agatha Christie so compelling? And, and why do you think she's still so popular today? Well, you know, I think it's kind of what I was saying earlier is that she she creates these amazing characters. I mean, she's an amazing storyteller. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting. You have all of these um 
these writers now who are writing murder mysteries and everybody goes back to Agatha Christie. Yeah. I mean, it's, I was like, oh, well, these are the rules. She set these rules. Um, she didn't break them unless she specifically wanted to. Right. Um, so she, I mean, she didn't, didn't create the genre, but she just really set forth a lot of things that people are still taking into account. Um, and I think as a reader, it's just, she, it's these characters, they, you know, she, she would listen to people around town and then she'd just write notes constantly. She was just writing dialogue down constantly and then she'd put it in a book. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, these are real people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and just weaving that, that, um, you know, there's nothing, oh, that couldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the way people die, the way she kills them off. It's, um, she really got into that science of what poison does what. You know, yeah, how she can was you... so into yeah. poisons. It's... Uh, it's... <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's like her number one way that she she killed people in her books was through poisons. <laughs> and and so I think that's part of it is that she kept it in that box of this is believable to, you know, stretching it to the furthest she could. Um relatable maybe yeah <laughs> and just really good storytelling in amongst these crazy whodunits right right yeah and and her her well-known famous you know twists at the end yes. you know is that you're just like whoa yes and she puts and maybe i should read more bad whodunits but <laughs> she puts the clues in there so yeah. they are there to read you know you can uh, figure it out if if you find them all, um, and so it's it's just reachable for people of varying interests. Yeah, yeah, and and that's also why people should come see Murder on the Orient Express. Not murder, sorry, Murder is announced. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> come see Murder is announced, and then come back and see it again. Yeah, so that, right, so that they can see all, all the clues. They're like, oh, there it yeah. is. And on our the amazing stage, you can see it from a different viewpoint. Ooh, yes, yes. Actually, I was doing that last night. I was bouncing yep. from mm -hmm. side to side, and uh, and it was just so it was very interesting watching the show from different. You know perspectives. I think it's a wonderful thing about the space. Yes, uh, is that yes. you do get that almost being on in the room with them, mm -hmm. uh, with the way yeah. this set is designed. That you're almost like sitting in the drawing room with a cup, your own little cup, with of, a cup tea. of tea. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of the neighbors. Yeah, it could be you. <laughs> oh, just watch out for the ducks. Uh, <laughs> um, so, are you a fan of mysteries? I love mysteries. Uh -huh. I love whodunits. I I love being entertained, but also having my brain work a little. I mean, not too much, but you know, the I go down every rabbit hole, you know, every red herring. I'm like, oh, that must be it. Oh, yeah. I figured it out. Oh, I figured it out. It's, I just, I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. And, and I found I found myself reading more mystery novels lately too. <laughs> like I just finished one, everyone in my family is a murderer or something like that. <gasps> um, and it's, it's so Agatha Christie. Oh. Uh, it, mm -hmm. uh, it even like spells out the rules of writing in, oh. of a, <laughs> Because the guy is a writer of oh, mystery books, so and then his family is caught up in this. And but yeah, it's just they are just so compelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you have an Agatha Christie favorite? So I will say a Murder on the Orient Express. Mm -hmm. um, but that's also again, it's those movies yeah. I I started with. So Poirot is just and is a place in my heart. But Marple is close second, and yeah. I'm pretty sure it's totally gonna bump it out of the way. <laughs> Oh, funny. So um, when all the bodies are accounted mm -hmm, for, mm -hmm. what do you hope an audience takes away from seeing this show? So I think first and foremost, I want the audience to just have had that 
cozy, fun night at the theater, mm. you know, and just you're going to laugh, you're going to uh, gasp, and then you'll laugh some more. Uh, so that's the primary. And then underneath that, it is that level of, you know, you're in a room full of these people that you think you know, but you don't really know the inside. Mm. And so just, you know, the next time that you have these preconceived notions, I mean, we all have them, of course. And the next time you see someone and you just kind of think, oh, I know who that person is, just, you know, take a beat to go, I don't know what's happening on the inside. Yeah. I don't know the full story. Yeah, they really could be a secret twin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every person you see, is that a secret twin? <laughs> um, well, and you know, that's the you, you had mentioned too. It's like it, the show is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. You know, yes. Agatha Christie has some good humor. Yes. She uh, knows how to find it. It's subtle. Yeah. But she, she gets it in there. Yeah. Yeah. And this adaptation, I think, does a nice job. Yes. There's some really fun characters. Oh. I think audiences are going to just get a hoot out of. I, I enjoy watching them. Yeah. And it's, it's that being allowed to laugh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because Agatha Christie, I don't know if preconceived notions mm-hmm. of what you expect when you come into the room, but you know, she has the characters, uh, she uses them for a reason. So some of them are stuffy on purpose. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, will not break a smile. And then you have the others who then will bring in that comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, is there anything else you want to add before we uh, start to uh, brewing the tea. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just bring your favorite tea. And yeah. <laughs> no, just uh, just excited for it to be opening this weekend. And come on down and see it. All right. Thank you so much, Jessica, for joining us. And now for the curtain call. A Murder is Announced runs two weeks, March 1st through the 3rd and the 7th through the 10th. The box office is open weekdays, 11.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and one hour prior to performances. This show is made possible thanks to our co-producers, Edmonds Duncan Registered Investment Advisors and Schendel Lawn and Landscape. Open night catering provided by Morningstar's New York Pizza. Coming up next on the Theater Lawrence stage in April is the comedy I Hate Hamlet. I'm Jamie Ulmer, and thank you for taking a seat on the aisle with us.